Welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell, where we share helpful tips, introduce exciting new products, and celebrate all things machine embroidery. I'm your host, Kim Christofferson, and I can't wait for you to experience the joy of creativity with us. Welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell. I'm Kim Christofferson, and I've got my friends Deanna Lindley here and Andrew Kelch. Hello. Hello, everyone. Yep. How are you guys doing? Uh, pretty dang good, actually. Yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been a good it's morning. It's good. It's a good day. Good. Yeah. We're recording this on Halloween. This will come out in a few weeks, but, you know, happy Halloween to you, yes. ladies. Mm -hmm. I'm not, and gentlemen, as you can, you guys can't see us, but we're not much of the Halloweeners here. <laughs> hey, we've got orange and black on. We're good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's about as far as we went. I wore a black shirt. Yes. So. <laughs> there you go. I'm well, Batman on his day off. <laughs> good job, Andrew. Works for me. Works for me. Well, uh, welcome everyone. We wanted to um, thank you for listening to our podcast and today's episode is a fun one especially because Deanna here as you know is a newbie to machine embroidery and so the title of this podcast is help I'm new to machine embroidery where do I start? Deanna how did you take this uh, this uh, subject? So I was just thinking okay I am new I have a lot of questions about where to begin what do I start with how do I find these things? So I just thought of some questions that I have as a newbie yeah. and what I'm trying to figure out and thought maybe I could help some others out there too. And Andrew's going to be happy to answer all of them, right? Yes. Because he's pretty much a pro now. <laughs> I've, I've gone through the school of Kimberbell Hard Knocks. That's right. <laughs> he has, I think Andrew, I don't think you give yourself enough credit though, because as the videographer here at Kimberbell, he records a lot of tutorials, don't you? Oh yeah. I've seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. multiple times. <laughs> yes. And editing them and figuring out like, like I think in my very first tutorial, I asked a million questions I'm like, okay, what does she mean here? Does this make sense? I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, it does. I'm like, oh, okay. So. Yeah. So absolutely. I think you can chime in on a whole lot of these and mm -hmm. please do, because I think that makes it even better to have uh, a couple of perspectives, right? Yes. I love it. All the feedback. I'll take all the feedback. Okay. So mm -hmm. you've put together a list of questions as a newbie. Yes. Oh boy, are you ready, Andrew? I'm gonna put I you guys. So. I'm, I'm gonna put sure you guys to the test. Okay. I'm just glad this isn't live. <laughs> we can edit if possible, if we if needed, huh? So my first question was was um, how do I find embroidery designs mm. to use on my machine? Okay. So where do I go to look for? You know, okay, I've used you come a few come on your machine that you get yeah. with your machine. But, okay, I'm ready to branch out and do something a little different. Where do I even go to look for files start? that I could download? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I think this was, this was something that kind of surprised me about machine embroidery is it's not like a sewing machine where you just kind of like, okay, choose your stitch and just, just do what you want to do. You're not just right. stitching things together. There's actual designs to put into it. That have been programmed especially it, for it, yeah. Exactly. And it's not just, you're not just limited to what's on your machine. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what that USB slot is on the side. <laughs> or the CD drive, right. or for some of you out there, the floppy drive out there too. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so there's uh, there's so many places you can find great um, great designs. So the number one, number one place is your quilt shop. Yeah. Because they've got, I don't know how many, how many CDs and USBs up there that yeah. with great designs too. I mean, and it's, it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to, going to monogram this. There's right. like, there's pillows, there's, 
zipper pouches, there's, there's quilts, full on quilts out there. And just the number of things you can do with machine embroidery, it's not limited to just like a little monogram on a, yeah. on, on a piece of cloth. Yeah, certainly, you know, the, the designs and the fonts that already come on your machine are a great start. And I would definitely, you know, try those out. But you're going to want to branch out pretty darn quick. And like Andrew said, going to your local quilt shop is a great way to find them. Of course, we're going we're gonna to plug Kimberbell.com, right? Oh, yeah. We have a whole area at Kimberbell for downloads. And so if you go to Kimberbell.com and click on products and then get it today, uh, the download area, uh, you can be stitching out those designs within minutes. Oh, yeah, especially with, like, your background quilting designs. Sure. So that was something I didn't even realize. I didn't realize what quilting actually was. Mm -hmm. And now I realize, I'm like, oh, wow, there's so many different ways you can just um, just quilt your background. I mean, I I was actually have a, have a coat right now that's actually quilted. I didn't realize it was quilted yeah. when I bought it. Right? So. You probably see things with a totally different perspective now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely, you know, online, um, in-store, and then, of course, your machine. So I love it. Go. Thank you. Well and, well, and the great thing about going into a quilt shop, too, is you've got those experts there that can say, okay, if you're brand new, here's a project mm -hmm. that is going to be, you're going to be successful with. Yeah. I so, love that. And because there's some, there, there's a different hierarchy. Like some are a little more advanced, but some are just like, you know, anyone can do it. You know? I love that. Definitely. Perfect. Okay. Okay. My next question is, what would be the best type of embroidery thread? Or how do I know Ooh. which one is best for... Kim's looking at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that's a good question. And there's so many different brands of thread out there. I think what it comes down to initially is asking your, again, your local quilt shop, whoever you bought your embroidery machine from, um, or looking in the manual at what embroidery thread they recommend for that specific brand. Because, you know, I could take a certain brand of thread and put it on six different types of embroidery machines, six different manufacturers machines, and maybe have a different result on a few of them. So you really want to play nice with your machine and find the thread that works beautifully for yours. Now, um, as far as like weight and color and content of the thread, um, that's also going to depend on what you're stitching. Um, I would say that a general rule of thumb is that you're going to go most likely with a 40 weight thread. Again, this is just generally speaking uh, for your top uh, thread. For your bobbin thread, you're usually in the camp of either a 60 weight thread or a 90 weight thread for your bobbin. And again, that's only going to depend on your machine type and your brand. So make sure you find out what weight is best used on your specific machine. But for the top thread, like a, a 40 weight, like I said, I think uh, you're gonna be good to go for most uh, projects. Okay, my next question is, how do I choose stabilizer? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. It is a lot. I don't know but that we can discuss one. it all right here, right now, but. It, it is a great question because I think it is overwhelming as a new machine embroiderer to look at this wall of white stuff, white right? Rolls. And it all looks the same, but they are very different. And within those differences are different weights. 
And so there's a whole lot to be said about that. Um, I'm going to give you a general answer, and then maybe, Andrew, you can chime in with um, a recent podcast we had. Oh, yeah. But basically, um, you know, you're going to be looking at, you know, what type of project is it? Is it something that's applique versus something that's filled? Is it something that is going to be washed? Is it something that um, has a lightweight fabric versus a heavyweight fabric? There's so many different things to think about. So that's why you have to, you know, have a variety of of stabilizers, so to speak, in your toolbox. Um, and so there's different types of stabilizers for different reasons. Of course, uh, we've labeled ours uh, to give you a general idea of the types of fabrics or the types of projects you're using it for. You know, is it lace? Those kinds of things. So that is very general, probably not helpful at all. But what that leads to is that we did have a podcast on this uh, recently, right? We did, actually. We had Joy on, yeah, and she talked about her top five, uh, top five stabilizers that she loves. And I think that she said medium cutaway is her, is her go-to, yeah. is her favorite one right there. For me personally, I like the sticky back. Oh, I'm yes. a sticky back type of a guy. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just going to say the very first, like my very first day at Kimberbell, my first question here was, okay, what is the stabilizer stuff? Because I think that a lot of people, when they get home with their, when they first bought a machine and they're bringing it home, I don't think a lot of people realize what stabilizer is and that they have to have it. So they'll probably be heading back to the, back to the store and be like, okay, what do I need to get? And what project you're going to need to, or, or or what type of stabilizer you're going to need. And it depends on what project you're going to be using. So for those of you who don't know about that, if you've ever had like a a shirt with a logo on it and you look (laughs) on the back and there's like that paper type of stuff on the back, that's your stabilizer. And it just adds a little bit of stability to your projects, Mm -hmm. which is, is great in, in machine embroidery, but it's, the type of of, uh, of stabilizer you use, it depends on the project. Like Kim said, what I love about Kimberbell projects is that right at the very beginning, it tells you what stabilizer you're going to need. Yeah. So whether it's a sticky back stabilizer or if it's a light mesh cutaway mm-hmm. or a light ultra mesh light. ultra light, a wash away, sure. cutaway. I mean, all those different things. Kimberbell's thought it all out on their instructions, which is beautiful. And I love that. Well, great. Yeah, thanks for that plug. Um, Yeah, definitely. Our testing team wants to make sure that you have the best possible results with your embroidery. And so um, they've listed that, as you mentioned. Now, um, Andrew, you mentioned that Joy was on on our podcast. If you're looking for that podcast, it looks like it was released on September 13th. Mm -hmm. So check that out uh, when you get a chance, because she does dive a little bit deeper into what her top five stabilizers would be to have. Um, because there's a whole slew of them, but she's narrowed it down to the top five that she would recommend at least starting with and how you would use which one. Yep. And also like how she chose those and how Kimberbell came about to getting their type of stabilizers. So yeah. there was a lot of testing that went into it. Yeah. I think we should also in our show notes um, link to some uh, blog post that Jenny has written on the Kimberbella blog because she has talked about stabilizers and when mm-hmm. to use what. And we also have a we, whole slew of videos, right? We on do. On YouTube. Yeah, we have a whole, that. yeah, we have a whole YouTube playlist on our Kimberbella YouTube channel. Ooh, a playlist. Yes. So if you haven't got, find that? Well, if you just go to youtube.com and search out Kimberbell, okay. it'll pull us all up. You'll be able to tell because our, our little logo is on there with, it's an orange logo with a K in it and everything. And, you can see all of our projects there. It's really very well done, yeah. if I must say so myself. <laughs> Did you have something to do with a that? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. 
but if you just scroll down, yeah. you can actually find the whole, I think there's about eight videos in there all about stabilizer awesome. and all the different types. Well, and I think if you scroll across the top, there's a menu bar, is that right? And yes. playlist is one of them. Yes. So click on playlist and then that's where you would find the stabilizer list. Is that's that right? one, that's one place you can do it, but I okay. believe you can also just scroll down on the home page and it's Perfect. there as well. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. If it's not there, I'll go put it there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Perfect. good. I like it. All right. Any okay. other questions? Um, my last question is actually I have two more. But this one is, what tools should I get? What are essential tools for beginners? Oh, boy. Well, um, boy, what would you say? Essential. I would say applique scissors, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having a set of tools that are perfect for the, for the job is something you're definitely going to want. Um, applique scissors are going to give you a nice, um, smooth cut around your appliques. Um, it can also, you know, different tools can also help you uh, cut jump stitches and different mm -hmm. threads. Uh, so having the, those kinds of tools, and, you know, at your disposal is, is good, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I think also like your basic sewing tools too, like a rotary cutter, a cutting sure. mat, sewing, sewing scissors that have not been used to cut paper. So if you have if you have kids at home, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Sure. So, but yeah, those basic basic. Um, supplies there as well. Yeah. I think, I think they just help out with everything. Yeah. Um, I would definitely add, um, having a variety of needles, uh, different types of needles. You know, there's things like a 7011 needle versus an 8012 versus a 9014. And those are used for different types of embroidery projects. Maybe it's lace that you're stitching on, or maybe you're stitching through a, a heavy thickness. You're going to want different needles for those different types of embroidery. Um, there's also such things as like an anti-glue needle, which <laughs> sounds kind of funny, but that's a needle that works really well going through sticky back stabilizer. Mm -hmm. So there's just a wide variety. Titanium needles. I mean, so having a, a whole group of uh, different size and types of needles for specifically made for machine embroidery is also really helpful. And then of course you can never have enough uh, shades of thread, right? Oh yeah. Because if you just are going with the color of the rainbow, you don't have many threads to choose from. You've got to yeah. have all the shades. Yeah. It's not like a paint palette. You can't just mix thread together. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, when I look up at like where we do our tutorials, we have probably four or 500 different shades of thread. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. But we never have enough bobbins. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Ain't that's that the one the I'm going to throw in there. You need, you need pre-round bobbins. I mean, yeah. or just more bobbins because yeah. there's been so many times where we're like, all right, because we do a lot of, a lot of, uh, tutorials up there sure. and we run through thread, we run through bobbins and stabilizer a lot. And Every single time we're like, and we're out of bobbin thread. So yeah. I have to go try and find some. Shay and I actually wound probably about 20 last <laughs> week just to make sure that. Oh, my good goodness. Job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> um, our future self thanks you. That's right. <laughs> it's to keep me sane. That's right. Well, and when, he, when you mentioned bobbins, don't think that you have to have every color of thread that you have as a bobbin as well. I would stick to just a white bobbin, maybe a black bobbin, but then also as you do things like uh, freestanding lace, that's when you really want to get into pulling in your different colors of bobbin thread. Mm -hmm. And I would just do it as a, as needed basis personally. Yeah. 
Yeah, have a couple empty bobbins there that you can always fill up. Mm-hmm. Well, With y'all, a specific color. And you didn't mention water-soluble bobbin. Oh, yes. Definitely have a water-soluble bobbin on hand. But be sure to mark it <laughs> with a, a WS, is what I like to say, with a black Sharpie pen. Mark that bobbin as water-soluble because, trust us, you will not want to mix those up because that is something that you want to use when you don't need the bobbin thread in, such as a technique called fringe. Didn't Joy have an experience with it? I think she, she talked did. about that on the last, on last podcast. Yeah, you got to change out that water-soluble bobbin <laughs> thread when necessary. <laughs> very, very important. So, yeah, that those are some um, ideas to start with. Well, there's another one on here, too, and that this is going to sound a little weird, but when you open up your embroidery machine for the first time, you'll see this plastic template grid Yeah. that goes on your hoop. If you're like uh, me, you went... What do I need that for? You kind of just toss it aside and forget it. It looks like packaging, yeah. Yeah. It kind of feels like packaging, but it's not. Yeah. There is, there's uses for that. Yeah. And uh, I'd say keep it there, especially if you're going to be using like clear blue tiles Mm -hmm. or any type of centering, you're going to want to use that. Yeah, it's a great way to center Mm -hmm. designs for sure. Can I throw one more thing in there too? Sure. This is something, uh, that'd be pins and thumbtacks. Oh, yes. Tell us why. Especially if you're double hooping, you're going to want thumbtacks for that. Yeah. And then pins, you can never have enough pins, especially when you're like putting your blocks together when you're finally done. You want to pin it together. After it's all embroidered and now you're going to sew. Yep. And you want a good set of pins that are nice and sharp because you don't don't want to put a hole in it. I like glass head pins. Oh. Have you ever used glass head pins? Um, I'm telling you. This is my first time hearing about them. So probably... (laughs) I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. That's there we right. go. Just found the stocking stuffer. Oh my gosh, I love them. I okay. love them. They're sharp, they're long, and um, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about them. Also, you know, you might want to try like those little um, clover clips. If you don't want to put any extra holes in your fabric, that's mm-hmm. always helpful too. Yep. So. Or slap bands too to hold. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're... If you're quilting a bigger quilt mm-hmm. and you want to keep the rest of that material out of the way, you can yeah. use a slap band to... Yeah, we just roll keep, it up, mm-hmm. that extra uh, fabric underneath your um, embroidery machine throat is what they call it, and then it's out of the way of your needle. Yep. They're also really good That's to like ideas. go tag other people with. Slap <laughs> 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 The gift that keeps on giving. That's yes. right. That's right. Okay. Does that help? That is. That is so <laughs> helpful. Good list, right? Very, very helpful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, we have one more question. You guys did good. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm nervous. What's the last question? So, the last question is, where do I look for classes? Mm, Classes are always a good thing. That's what I thought. Oh, I've got lots of thoughts on that. What about you, Andrew? Well, there is a plethora of classes online. I know that much. So, through KimberBell.com or through your local quilt shop. Yeah. There's a lot of quilt shops out there who do online options to learn things. Yeah, so no matter where you live, mm -hmm. you can uh, join classes virtually. As long as you have the internet. Yeah. So, I mean, because I don't think that... It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I don't think they mail VHS tapes anymore. Mm, Maybe not so much. (laughs) I know. I wish they did. Do you even have a VHS player? I do, actually. I have have one because... He's held on. Well, we have a whole bunch of Disney movies that are... You won't be able to get anymore. Yeah, my husband's only on held VHS. on to one too. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, you're not getting them that way, but you are getting classes <laughs> online. Yes, that is true. Through YouTube, through mm-hmm. shops. Yep, there's a lot of shops who have like they host them on their own websites, and if it's a Kimberbell event, yeah, 
that's a great way to learn too because they host a lot of events online where they teach new new techniques they teach beginner techniques and you can ask a lot of questions too because they actually have an instructor there who that's what they're there for yeah. is to literally help you through your trained. project yep yeah but i think it's it's great also to even go into the quilt shop and, and take a class there. That for sure. I mean, being able to be at Kimberbell Central is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna. That's that. That's where I learned. Was at the feet of Kim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Yeah, and these people. <laughs> Andrew, uh, these people, um, these that are hosting these classes, these shops that are hosting classes often do it through Facebook or through platforms like zoom as well. So there's a lot of different options out there for you. Um, I'll throw in a, a little plug too, for our, our, our uh, group page called the Kimber Bellas and Fellas. Oh yeah, that's perfect. Because while we may not have classes there, it's a great way to ask questions and be inspired and just help each other, you know? And so I would encourage you to, to um, look up Kimber Bellas and Fellas on Facebook. It is a private group, but ask to join that and we'll let you in. Um, And then it's a great way to, Oh my gosh, there's, 30 something thousand people. Oh, there's more there. than that. Is that yeah. like 40,000? I thought well, maybe something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, we've got a good number there and everyone loves, um, you know, machine embroidery and they love Kimberbell and they've had a lot of practice with Kimberbell projects. And so they're all there for each other. So it's a, that's a great resource as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wait, and then, let, let's not forget every Wednesday and every oh, Thursday, yes. every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Yep. Mountain time. Yeah. We have What's New Wednesday. Yeah, tell us what that is, Andrew. Well, I mean... I, I can't wait to hear what he says. I am it. kind of a fan. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> now, every Wednesday, it's called What's New Wednesday with Kimberbell. It's literally like an invitation into Kim's sewing room. Yeah. Where we, she gets to share, or, or your sewing room. I'm talking to these people like Kim's not here. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> talking in third person. Andrew likes sewing. <laughs> no, but yeah, What's New Wednesday is... It, it's it's the greatest thing to talk about, like the new things in machine embroidery, like the new projects that are coming out, the new techniques that we're learning, the yeah. new techniques that, that are the new tools that are coming out that we can share with each other. Like yeah. like Clear Blue Tales, I know that there's some cool stuff. I, mean, I don't know if I can hint away at some <laughs> things, but just 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 keep staying tuned, okay? Yeah, right. Okay, but yeah, what's new Wednesday? It's and I like to interview people on that as mm-hmm. well, so that people can see be more behind the scenes and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yep, I've been on it once. Yeah, and that's all I get. <laughs> <laughs> Check, he's done. No, we got to have you on again for sure. Yeah, I really enjoy what's new at Wednesday, and I hope everyone out there will join me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, so think about where that is in your neck of the woods. What time that is, but um, yeah, I enjoy that. Yep. And then you have Thursday, which yes. is Inside the Hoop, which are actually sitting on the Inside the Hoop set right we now. We are, certainly. Yeah. And let's have Andrew tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> we want to hear uh, Andrew's take on that. You want my take or yeah. Deanna's take? Because, uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. So Inside the Hoop, it's we... Three pretty, friends get together. Well, yeah. You got <laughs> Kim, Kim, Deanna, and Ginger. They talk about all things machine embroidery. Yes. And... My favorite thing about it is the buy a block program on there mm. where you you guys choose a block from currently one of our past projects or one of our current projects yeah. and you reimagine it yeah. like the houses that you did the very first episode. I thought that was that was brilliant. And oh it was just gosh, perfect home decor yeah. when you framed it up there. I'm like, OK, I could I could put that up there. Yeah. And so, I mean, 
it, it, the way that machine embroidery works is I could literally make it look the way that you did it yeah. and it would look good. Yeah. It, it's not like, it's not like a kindergarten project, which is what <laughs> a lot of my projects end up as. But like the way the machine embroidery works, it's like you can literally make it the exact same way and it comes out perfect. Like yeah. I should show you guys some of the perfectly pieced stuff I was able to make, like just piecing yeah. in the hoop type things. They were, I was shocked at how good it looked. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. You follow the instructions, you can do it. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's well, awesome. thank you. Yeah, that's every Thursday again at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Mountain Time. And it's just for 30 minutes on Facebook and YouTube. But the three of us, we do have a lot of fun. More and fun than we should most that's of the right. time. And we do some background, uh, you know, background scenes um, actually in my sewing room, too, where the three of us will get together and, and teach different techniques. And uh, then we show, share that. So it's kind of a, a good mix of live television versus pre-recorded uh, portions. And uh, we have a lot of fun. We do, for sure. Yeah, okay, we're going to leave you with a la one last pro tip today. Oh, okay. This is, this is a beginner tip. This okay. is one that I have found helps me a lot. Okay. And that is to test on a scrap before you do the actual project. Oh, I that like makes that. Sense. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, I get going and I think, oh man, I wish I would have tried this on something else first. Uh -huh. So on those, some of those um, tricky techniques or something that maybe is a little new to you, just use a scrap of fabric or um, a lot of times if you're sewing on leather or something, they'll send you a little piece to test on first to make sure. Yeah. And that gives you a chance to make sure that you're, you have, you're using the right needle yeah. and the, um, right stabilizer. the right stabilizer. Yes. All of those things before you do it on your actual project. Yeah. And so there you I go. Like it. Yeah. I think treats for my boo that's that's one of the that's events you can do uh -huh. at one of the classes. It does come with with another piece of leather, but it's not just like, okay, we're just going to test like a circle or something like that. They give you a whole second design yeah. to put onto it, which is really cute. Yeah, definitely. Well, those were great questions, Deanna. This has really helped me today, so I Go feel ahead. much more uh, confident, <laughs> yes, about about I'm so tackling the you. machine. Yes. I'm really excited for you going to be a good now that it's starting to get cold here in utah yeah i'll be able to spend more time in my sewing room so oh, yeah it'll be good and with the holidays coming up it's just a fun time to be at your machine it is it mm -hmm. is truly well thank you and andrew for being on the show today it was a whole lot of fun as always to be with you guys oh yeah definitely it was it's our pleasure <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> highlight of my week <laughs> Sure. I love it. All right. Thanks for joining us uh, today, everyone. Keep doing what you love and keep experiencing the joy of creativity. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. We'd love for you to subscribe at any of your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, and while you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show and leave a review. And don't forget to share the podcast. You can find us at Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, Kimberbell.com.